Welcome to the Active Marketer Podcast, where we talk about how to design, automate, and scale your business to the next level using sales and marketing automation. You can find out all the tips, tactics, and techniques you need to get more customers and sell more stuff over at theactivemarketer.com. Now, here's your host, Barry Moore. Welcome, podcast listener, to episode 15 of the Active Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Barry Moore. And this is a very special Hawaiian episode of the Active Marketer Podcast. Uh, we're just hanging out in Waikiki for the week, doing a little bit of work and uh, catching a lot of surf. So I didn't want you to miss out on any marketing automation goodness, so we've got another episode for you. I've been getting a lot of feedback from people um, asking about what what specifically can you do with marketing automation? How can I put it to work in my business straight away? So what I thought we'd do over the next few weeks is get some of our guests back to share uh, one or two of their automations that have really worked well in their business that you can go away straight away and implement in your business. So this week we got John Logar from episode five, I think it is, of the Active Marketer podcast. He's come back to share a simple sequence with you that can generate uh, sales and cash flow in your business. He calls it the rapid cash flow sequence. So he's going to share that sequence for you. It's a sequence of four emails. uh, And by the end of the episode, you're going to be able to go away and implement that in your business. So let's get into this week's episode, which is John Logar sharing his rapid cash flow sequence. All right, we'd like to welcome back to the show one of our favorite guests, John Logar, and he's come back to share with us one of his favorite sequences that he sees in his business and uh, and that of his clients that works really well so that you can go away and build that for yourself uh, and start using marketing automation to increase your sales and get more customers. So welcome back, John. Thanks, Barry, for having me. Um, We get to share the sneaky sauce now. Yeah, the secret sauce to uh, (laughs) the, the back end of making more money with email. So... Um, why don't you just launch into, I know you've, you've probably seen lots and lots of sequences across lots and lots of customers. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes it's the most simple ones that actually work the best. So, um, if you could maybe share with us a simple, easy to implement strategy so our listeners can go away and, uh, and implement straight away. Um, I love calling this strategy, the rapid cash flow, um, email strategy. Sounds good uh, already. <laughs> because... Uh, to me, it's um, you know it, it's always good to have an injection of funds. You know, if you need it's it's like um, you know if you want some money, you got to go and ask for it. Yeah, yep. it's pretty simple. If you want something, you have to ask for it. Um, and you know, uh, I, I'm not sure of the biblical phrase or the biblical reference. You know, ask and you shall receive. Uh, is is this concept? Well, this sequence is designed completely around the concept of asking. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and it's very very simple process and I'll give you a couple of different ways in which you can run this uh, this sequence. There are only four emails in this sequence, so it's really short. Um, some people can run the sequence once every day. Um, I would probably recommend that you give a couple of days space in between each email because this will leave the message out there or the offer out there a little bit longer. Um, it also gives time for people to you know, have a look, take things in, or even to respond back to you. So uh, the sequence should should optim- optimally last for about twelve days. 
the results and responses can happen significantly fast. In some cases, it will happen instantaneously when you send out. In other cases, it might take a few days to filter through. Um, but I'm going to share also a couple of ways in which you can maximize your opportunity to really get some traction on, on this particular um, sequential strategy. So the premise of the strategy essentially is making an offer to ex- existing past um, or new clients in, in, in your list. So the idea is if you have a list of existing customers, um, you would obviously um, uh, formulate that list. If you have a list of past customers that you haven't done business in a while or haven't, they haven't been in for a while, you would also put them on this list. Um, and also non-customers. So there may be people who've inquired about your product or service but actually didn't buy, but you've got their details. Okay, so uh, so the list doesn't have to be big. Um, some of the most successful campaigns uh, in this strategy that I've run have the smallest campaign was thirty. Okay. A list the, the, a list of thirty people generated two hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of sales. That's the smallest campaign. That's a good um, list. <laughs> that's a, that was a pretty good list, and it was a pretty good offer too. The 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 uh, the largest list uh, on average would pr- probably be about a thousand. It's surprisingly the average list. Uh, that I've seen uh, work really well with this campaign is between 200 and 800 uh, people on a list. So they're, they're relatively small lists. You don't need you don't need thousands of customers. Um, you know, as I said, a, a list of 30 people can can bear fruit. Um, I, in fact, it's one of the strategies that I teach a lot of the consultants that I mentor. Uh, a lot of business people that I work with. It's one of the first things that I encourage them to do um, because. The thing that I believe in also, and this is this is you know this is not my thing. This is not I didn't invent this idea. It's something that has historically uh, happened over the millennia, over many many thousands of years. Is um, you know the more you offer, the more you get. You know, yeah, if for sure. you're constantly offering something out there, that means that people have the opportunity to constantly buy from you. Break it down into a very small sequence where it happens over a twelve day period, where you reiterate an offer. So like in advertising, in the old school advertising idea, is if you're going to run an ad campaign, you don't just run one ad and then hope something's going to happen. The idea is that you run the same advertisement half a dozen or a dozen times so that it actually permeates and, and uh, gains acceptance and awareness and recognition within the customer base that is exposed to that media, right? So it's no different to advertising. This sequence is designed to hit the customer or give the customer a nudge on a consistent basis in a very short space of time so that one, it makes them aware that you're there. Two, it encourages them to open the actual um, offer that you're making. Uh, and three, if it's relevant to them, they're going to buy. Okay. So the sequence is very simple. It is to construct an email offer. So you have your list of whether it be 30 people or a couple of hundred people. Um, and you would have that, you know, you can put that in an Excel spreadsheet, uh, in a CSV file, and then I would upload that list into an autoresponder. So simple autoresponders are things like Aweber, MailChimp, um, product like ActiveCampaign uh, is easily to, to, to set this up in. Um, but all you're doing is taking the name and the email address of your customer and placing it in a place where you can actually create one email and, uh, and mail merge that automatically through that system, press the button and go if you, if you, if you want to do this yourself. Okay, so if you're already using an autoresponder system, then this is going to be a lot easier for you because you've already got a list in that system. But for those who are starting out, or those of you who've never done this, this is as simple as it gets. So you've got your list, you upload it into a mechanism that can distribute emails to that list. <clears throat> the second part, the second part of this is to think about who you're sending this email to. A moment ago, I said existing customers, past customers, and perhaps non-customers. Right. 
Um, if it's existing customers, the email that you send needs to be relevant to existing customers. So what I mean by that is if you're going to create an offer, think about your current customers and think about what you've got that would add value or be of benefit to them to take advantage of. That is the offer you want to create for them. If it's past customers, you might identify them as past customers and say, hey, you once used to buy from us or you've been a great customer in the past. We thought we'd love for you to take advantage of an offer that we've created specially for you. So you're making it relevant to the past customer to reignite them and come back into the business. Or if it's a non-customer, say, hey, you've inquired once in the past. Um, we've come up with a special offer for you. Would you like to take advantage of it? Here is our offer. Right? So I'm going to share with you a couple of examples of offers and, and strategies that have worked uh, in a moment. But that's the premise. So you create an offer that is relevant to the customer. Now, what types of offers you can create? You might have overstocks. So you might have stocks of things that you have that you haven't been able to sell, but you could probably put a price point on and let your customers say, hey, no, hey, we've got an excess of stock. We made a mistake and we overordered. Um, you know, we thought we'd, 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 you know, you've been a great customer. We thought we'd give you an option to take this, take advantage of this offer because we're clearing it out. So you're telling your existing customers that they can take advantage of you from a mistake that you've made that you've got an overstock. Uh, if they'd like to help you out, they can get an advantage and you'd like to clear your stock through them, right? So there's relevancy, there's a reason behind it, and there's also a sense of scarcity. I've only got a certain amount of stock available. Right, so for charity conversion. So that, so that, so that's another offer. Another offer is um, uh, one of my favourites is we're about to spend a whole bunch of money on advertising, and instead we thought we'd give you the money instead. Right, so we thought we'd give you fifty dollars to come and spend on our product. Right, um, that's another great offer. Uh, another uh, offer might be, hey, we've got this product here. We've got access to another product that we can add value with, and you package them up and you give a great offer, which is a value add. So you can package products together. Uh, that'll increase your profit, but it also gets a customer to buy more. And if it's a good offer, then people are going to you know, think, hey, that's a great idea. Let's take advantage of it. Okay? So there's three different types of offers. Or you can just do a straight out, here's our service, uh, and it's a thing, uh, what I call the capacity offer. So if it's a service you provide, let's say you're a web developer or you're, a, you're an automation specialist, okay? um, you might say, hey, um, we've got, uh, our team has got an allocation of um, time in which we can actually expedite a project. So if you'd like to get your website up and running in the next two weeks, our team can take care of that. We can take care of that right now if you'd like to go ahead now. So there's this sense of urgency and there's a reason for the, the capacity. You know, there's a reason why we're making this offer, right? So it's relevant to the list, okay? Yeah, for sure. So the, there, there's five different offers that you can create for the first email, the offer. So we upload that email into the autoresponder or email service and then we hit send, right? Now, some people say um, that should be it. They, most people make the mistake they only send one offer and one email, okay? In this sequence, it's a four-email sequence. So the first email is the offer. It goes out on the first day, day one, right? So the first thing you want to do is you want to check because these uh, software systems that I've just shared with you allow you to see who opened when they opened, what they looked at. Is there a link that they clicked to the offer that you may have on your website? Is there a link that might go to a landing page or a page that you have set up specially for people to inquire about the offer? Is, or is it a straight-out reply, yes, I'd like it, on the bottom? You can actually see the behavior through the, the autoresponder system that you're using. So the first thing you want to look for is how many people open the email. So you want to actually keep an eye on this campaign, right? 
generally, um, uh, the majority of emails are open within the first uh, two hours, two to three hours of a send. After about two to three hours, the email starts to pile up in the list of emails, like everybody's inbox is. Um, but you'll find what you want, what you're looking for is the ratio. So if you had 100 people you send an email to, you want to see if, you know, did 20 people open the email? So you had a 20% response rate or open rate. Did 30 people open the email? Generally on a familiar list, a, a list that is close to you, like a customer list or a list that knows who you are, based on the fact that you've perhaps never done this before or it's been a long time since you communicated with your customer, um, open rates could be as high as 50 to 60%. So that means half the emails that you send out were actually seen by your customer or by the list person. And my experience is it, it, it will gravitate between about 35 up at the highest end, it'll be 60%, right? But I've seen them gravitate 35, 40, 45, 50% on average, right? Because they know you. So naturally, they receive an email from you, they'll open it up. Some people will open it up. Now, that's half the people open the email up. What you also want to do is if you, if you get sophisticated, you can actually look, I mentioned a moment ago, the links. You can actually see not just how many people open the email, but how many people actually clicked on the link to go to the offer on your website or clicked on the link to go to a page which articulates the offer or replied to the actual email to take advantage of the offer. Yeah, or even, or even if they've mo- opened it multiple times, right? So if they've opened it once and maybe they're on the bus exactly. on their phone and they come home and then they open it again to check it out again. Yeah. Exactly. So you can see how many times they have an email. And I'll, I'll, I'm glad you mentioned that. I brought that up because um, just remind me a little bit later because there's a really sneaky trick. You can do something about the double open or the triple open yeah. um, emails that, that can actually dramatically improve the, the sales for this campaign. So that's the first email. The second email that comes out three days later, some people can do it the next day. I would recommend once every two to three days. Two to three days later, second email comes out. Just want to make sure, subject line, just want to make sure you got the offer. So the email that I sent you a few days ago, I just want to make sure you got it and you saw it. And then so your first paragraph will be, hey, Bob, sent this the other day. Not sure if you saw it. I just want to make sure that you didn't miss out on it. Uh, and make sure that you saw the offer. And then it reiterates the same information about the offer in the email, same link or same you know, um, uh, calls to action um, to take advantage of the offer, um, and you leave it at that, right? So that's the second email. You'll f- it's really funny. The second email usually gets uh, – there's a lower open it – it, it, it goes both ways. It could be a lower open rate by about 20 to 30%, or sometimes it could be a higher open rate by 20 to 30%. It's like science. I don't know um, uh, why this happens, but for some reason, the second email has a, a has a fluctuation in it, okay, in terms of open rates. Two to three days later, third email in the sequence. The third email in the sequence is, hey, I would love to know what you thought about the offer that I sent you the other day. That's your statement. So, hey, Bob, Mary, Sue, um, just, wanted to, just wanted to find out what you thought about this offer that we sent you. Did you like the offer? Didn't you like the offer? Just reply and just give us a quick note just to let us know what you think, right? So this is, that's the, what you're doing is you're trying to get feedback. But what you're also doing is you're asking them to reread the offer. Yeah. That's the trick in this email or that's the, that's the strategy in this email. So because if I hadn't paid attention, attention to it the first two times, by the third time it's like, oh, okay, feedback. Uh, oh, okay, I might do them a favor. Not everybody's going to do you a favor, but some people are going to respond surprisingly right, when you ask. For feedback. So that was a, that's the third email. Fourth email, final and last email, right? Final and last email is, hey, um, 
Just wanted to make sure, are you still interested in taking advantage of that offer? Right, so it's a really short email. And then here is the offer again. So you're reiterating the same offer again. Um, and then that's the end of your sequence. Now, I just want to give you the premise to dramatically improve your conversion rates for this campaign. Okay. okay. So to dramatically improve your conversion rates on each of these emails, because each of these emails are pretty simple. It's really the same offer. All you're doing is changing the headline, the subject line, and you're changing the initial paragraph to suit uh, the actual email you're sending to make it perfect. Okay. So with your offer, as long as your offer is relevant to the customer, you've given them a good reason for it, right? There may be a quantity number associated with it, so there is a limited number, right? And also, you want time scarcity. We're only making this offer available for the next two weeks, okay? So there's relevancy, the, the, um, the, the actual offer itself, the quantity, how many you want to sell, right? Uh, if there is a quantity, because that will improve your uh, chances of improving conversion. Yep. Um, uh, the fact that there is a limited time only available for this offer, okay? And there's this concept of exclusivity. You are one of the few people that is receiving this offer. So this, if you're one of the few people, it gives you a better chance of taking advantage of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you're, you're creating, you're using some tactics in the email to um, uh, resonate with people's buying motivations, you know? Right, so it's it's opportunity. You're creating an opportunity, basically, is what you're doing in this scenario. Well, I can hear the I can hear the questions from the from the listener out there. So, you know, isn't that going to piss somebody off if they get four essentially what amounts to four of the same emails? Is that not going to annoy some people? Yeah, I'm glad you really asked the question. Um, in most cases, I would say 99.9 percent of the time, no. And let me tell you why. Most people scan their emails. So in my scanning, and this is why subject lines can be very important, sometimes I'll miss things or I'll deem them not to be important and won't even bother opening them, right? So the reason why you're sending the email is, one, you want to make sure they got them. The premise of the psychology behind it is I'm just making sure you got this, right? That you're giving them a relevant reason as to why you're doing it. And you're kind of asking for permission. For the, you've sent it a second time, yeah, for sure. Exactly. You're asking for, for, for permission as well. Um, most people, uh, I would say, you know, your unsubscribe rate, if you were to look at unsubscribe, in most cases would be, especially if it's a known list, will be less than 1%, right, and if, it's a, it's a, if it's a sizable list. You might get the odd person saying, hey, I don't want to receive this anymore. That's fine, right? Yeah, they but weren't going to buy from you anyway. So. No, no, we're not catering to the individual. We're catering to the group, the majority, okay? So are you going to piss people off? Not, a, not at all. If your offer is relevant, to them, um, uh, that's a good thing. It actually keeps you top of mind. Uh, it keeps your customer aware that you're there to provide a particular product or service. Uh, it may encourage a purchase, not at that point, but it may encourage a pur purchase within a short span of time from that as well. So to answer the question effectively, no, you're not going to be pissing your customers off. If you think you are pissing your customers off, then you need to think about what you're offering. Well, that and they'll, that and they'll tell you with no uncertain terms. <laughs> that'll, that'll, yeah, that'll tell you no uncertain terms. And if and if you think that by offering, <laughs> if you're if you think that that's pissing your customers off, you're, you're not going to be in business for very much longer. But absolutely, one thing I wanted to circle back to about the the not pissing off your customers, especially if you if you present it, the whole premise is, is I have a special offer. Mm. Uh, I don't want you to miss out. Mm. Um, 
And going back to the ready deals thing from Qantas scale, it, it's that psychological factor of loss aversion, right? So yeah. people will people will act more willingly to avoid a loss than they will to get a benefit. You know, so you don't want to get off that ready deal list because you're afraid you might miss out on a really really good deal, right? So you, you stay on that list. So it's the same kind of psychology at work here: is, is people aren't going to get pissed off because you're offering them something that they don't want to miss out on. They don't want to miss out on a special deal. They, they're afraid of the time scarcity. Um, so that psychological factor will go a long way in, in not, quote-unquote, pissing off your customer as well. Oh, ab- absolutely, absolutely. Just a, so you, just a question yeah. on, the, on the, the, the management of the sequence. You know, if you're sending it out every couple of days, every two or three days, um, are, you, are you making sure to just send it out on weekdays? So do you want to skip Saturday and Sunday and get him get him yep. just on weekdays? Timing timing sequences. Um, okay, it depends on what product or service you're selling, because sometimes it may be advantageous to you to send to send on weekends. Because customers do check their emails on weekends the other, uh, as well. Um, you know, we live in twenty four seven, three hundred sixty five day a year society now. The internet gives you access twenty four seven all year round. Um, uh, if it's relevant. Um, by all means, email on the weekend. Because if they don't open it on the weekend, they're going to be opening it on Monday. Yeah. Another thing to circle back to on that four sequence and why send four when you could just send one, um, I think it also comes down to what's some behavior issues. I know for me, uh, I might see an email in my inbox, and I know I want to read it later. I'm just too busy now. Uh, you know, This particular day, you know, Tuesday is crazy, and I'm busy, and I've got to get back to clients, et cetera, et cetera, uh, and I don't end up reading it. You know, the same email pops up three days later when I've got a bit of extra time. Oh yeah, I did. Uh-huh. I meant to read. I meant to read that, and I'll go through and read it. And um, also, that you know, if you, if you've ever read Google's Zero Moment of Truth, you know, there's multiple touch points people these days, multiple touch points that people need before they make a buying decision. It used to be, I think, five or six, and now it's like ten or eleven or thirteen or something. Um, so. In the days of social media where you're bombarded with tweets and Facebook posts, and you may have to, or it's a good idea to, to hit your potential customer up more than once. Absolutely. And uh, again, it, you know, you've hit the, uh, hit the idea as well. One, it keeps you top of mind. Um, two, you're going to be up, you know, your emails run top to bottom. Um, you know, on, in my uh, email system, I only have the first 50 emails showing. And what kind of results have you seen from a simple sequence like that, John? Give you a couple of examples. This is a great um, story. Small list. I think the list was like 120 odd uh, people on the list. Uh, this was a trucking a company that built trailers, right? Uh, for for semi trailers for trucks. So the back bed pan trucks. So these things are like, you know, we're talking forty, sixty thousand dollars, and it's a, it's quite a pricey um, sale. So they'd never actually emailed their customer base ever. Uh, in the history of their business. They've been in business for, you know, 15 years, never sent an offer out to their existing customers. Um, had a list uh, of customers saying, hey, guys, we've got uh, four of these trailers sitting out the back here. They've all been refurbished, ready to go. Would you like to um, buy it? You know, would you like to take take advantage of it? Uh, sold all four trailers within a fortnight, $120,000 worth of sales. Nice. To a, to a list of 119, very small list. Okay. Well, I can give you dozens more on, on different scales, but this is one of the easiest ways um, to generate an impact of revenue for your business. It's a really simple sequence, um, and it's one that can work uh, pretty much for any business. I've never seen a business um, not actually generate a result by running this type of campaign. 
Um, so, in, you know, even, even people who have run it for the first time, they've always managed to get one or two sales out of running this very simple strategy. And even if you don't, what does it hurt? You know, I mean, it costs, you know, nothing to set up one of these campaigns and fire it out if you've already got the tools. And even just think about your own behavior as a consumer, you know, how many times do you need multiple reminders to get something done? I actually had a fence, <laughs> fence quote that I never followed through on. If, yeah. they were, if they would have come back to me and said, hey, you know, here's a special, I probably would have done it. So, yeah, you know, yeah you're going to need multiple touch points with your customers. And timing's everything as well. You know, sometimes the timing's not right for them. You hit them up a bit later and, and hey, presto, there's a sale. So you're absolutely right. Yeah. So there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot to be said for for hitting people over the head with your offer. And, yeah. uh, and especially that times, time, uh, time sensitivity of it as well. All right, John, we might uh, wrap it up there. And I really want to thank you for coming on again, sharing uh, one of your favorite sequences with us. And we'll have all the show notes. So we'll have the sequence spelled out uh, step by step in the show notes there. Um, and uh, where can people get in touch with you if they want to learn more about John Logar? Um, they can go to www.consultingunleashed.com or I've got a podcast at businessunleashed.com. Um, but yeah, there's a whole bunch of free stuff and lots of great ideas and strategies that people can take advantage of. All right. Well, thanks, John, and uh, all the best of luck on your new move to the U.S. Thanks, Barry. All right. I'd like to thank John for stopping by and sharing his rapid cash flow sequence with us. Remember, that's four emails, and you can find all the details over on theactivemarketer.com forward slash rapid cash flow. We're up to episode 15. Things are going really well. I want to thank all you listeners for tuning in uh, for each and every episode. We are a new show, so if you know someone who could get some use uh, out of this information, we'd love it if you could share this podcast with your friends. And as always, uh, we'd also love it if you could leave us a review over on iTunes. That helps bump the show up and make it uh, more discoverable and easier for people to find. So once again, thanks for tuning in. We look forward to sharing more great marketing automation with you. In the meantime, get out there and design, automate, and scale your business to the next level. See everybody. Thanks for listening to the Active Marketer Podcast. You can find the show notes and all the latest marketing automation news over at theactivemarketer.com.